Say hello, I'm John Kane, and I welcome you to Let's Talk Native on this Saturday, June 13th, 2020. While this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage and in some cases start conversations. We are shooting for a different kind of enlightenment here. Uh, we kind of break the rules. We don't do prayers, we don't do buffalo speeches, and uh, we don't do spirituality shows. We take on, we take a look at the history of oppression and survival. We talk about culture, the arts, politics, and identity, and we may step on a few toes along the way, but our real goal here is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. We will take on the false narratives and provide critical thinking to all that's heaped upon us, and we do it all live right here from the Cattaraugus territory of the Seneca Nation. So let's talk native, but first let me remind you that our audio streams on our web- website, which is www.letstalknative.com. We stream live video of the show via Facebook Live on our Facebook group pages and share it across a bunch of other uh, Facebook group pages as well. We take the audio and we put it up on SoundCloud, which posts it up as a podcast across all of our uh, all of your favorite podcast platforms. And we take the video and we put it up on our YouTube channel, which is uh, Let's Talk Native TV. So uh, let's let's get into it. <laughs> Look, I'm wearing my Get Over It shirt. And as I see this debate rage on over statues, Columbus statues, um, um, Confederate monuments, what is the deal with these statues? I mean, I don't know why this is an obsession, and it's predominantly of, of white people, Europeans, you know, and it goes back to Roman and Greek times. Some people just love making statues of the, either of themselves or of, you know, people they want to prop up. And the statues never reflect true history. Never. Never. They, they you know, exaggerate features. They, uh, they, they misrepresent history. And, you know, we're told all the time that we're supposed to get over the past. Get over it. Ah, get over the, uh, the genocide. Well, yeah, it would be easy to do that if it, if it stopped. Uh, get over the racism. Yeah, that would be easy if it stopped too, but it doesn't stop. My question is, why don't you get over it? Why don't you get over this false narratives, these you know, this revisionist history that uh, that you've created around everything that you build your monuments to, whether it's Washington, Lincoln, uh, Confederate monuments, Columbus statues, and and I can't help it, but the level of hypocrisy and and of course outright racism that is demonstrated over the Columbus statue um, debate in particular, especially from people on the left. You know, I I think about the comments that are coming out of Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo has weighed in on the Confederate monuments issues. So when the folks in the South, and I'm not sticking up for them, by the way, but when the folks in the South say, well, no, those Confederate monuments and that Confederate flag don't represent slavery to us. It's, It's our rich Southern heritage. So what they're saying is, regardless of the truth, what they're embracing with these rebel flags and, and the Robert E. Lee high school stadium, military base, um, mon- and monuments that are plastered all over the South is that the true history isn't what they're, isn't what they're reveling in. It's the symbolism of what these individuals or what the flag represents because it represents Southern heritage. Well, that's the exact same argument that, that Andrew Cuomo is making about Columbus statues. Because in case you live under a rock and you haven't heard, um, Columbus has hit the ground a few places. He's kissed the ground in a few places. Not only has uh, he be- been beheaded in, in Boston, which caused him to take the whole statue down, he, um, Columbus statue, a Columbus statue in Richmond was thrown in a pond. Um, in, uh, in Minnesota, one was toppled. And there's a lot of speculation that more are coming down. And, and not only are more coming down, but now you've got entire um, groups of armed, oftentimes armed and, uh, and, and very racist individuals who are trying to guard these statues. Some, in some cases, they're, they're police or you know, militarized police. And it's not even just Columbus. Captain Cook, <laughs> the, the guy who um, you know, uh, went through, uh, sailed to Australia, New Zealand, Hawaii, Polynesia, all of that stuff, ultimately killed by the Hawaiians. Um, 
they've got statues of him all over the place. And and so in places like in in Australia and and in the South Pacific, those statues of of Cook are being guarded. So I mean the the level of I don't know almost pettiness associated with, with trying to you know protect these monuments that are complete misrepresentations of true history is it's it's kind of pathetic and you know so when we hear so many people tell black people to get over it tell native people to get over it when are you freaking white people going to get over it and when are you going to get over yourselves with this revisionist history now i want to talk more about the hypocrisy there was a whole big article. I think Reuters ran it, and um, and and I saw it in a couple of publications about Andrew Cuomo trying to distinguish his support for Columbus statues over his condemnation of Confederate monuments, and it, it is a it's an absolute pathetic argument. And what it demonstrates is the racism that's on the left. We know the right. I mean, the, the racism is a hallmark of the right and the, the Republicans and the Trumpers and all that other stuff. But the, the left wants to pretend that they, they, don't, they don't harbor this racism. And, you know, guys like Biden show it. People like Hillary Clinton have shown it. And, and we as data people, we experience, we've been experiencing it both with Andrew Cuomo and his father. And when you when you hear him make this argument, because the facts associated with Columbus, and and I'll advise you right now, go to our YouTube channel, um, Let's Talk Native TV. I've got a, a video, a short form video on Columbus. It's Columbus in his own words. Uh, it is one of our uh, more widely viewed uh, videos. I encourage you to not only take a look at it but share it. Uh, and, and and these videos are important because I we produce them to be um, educational. So people can use these things to, when people are, 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 are like ignorant of the true history, and you don't have to take the videos themselves as verified history, but listen to what we say in the videos and then do your own research and you'll, and you'll find out for yourself. But the whole Columbus narrative is so, is, is so ridiculous that it almost pains me to go through some of the, the fallacies associated with them, you know, and, and of course the first one is that Columbus didn't discover America. I mean, he just didn't. He landed on islands in the Caribbean, still believing that they were the the uh, what would be the easternmost uh, islands of uh, of Indonesia. I mean, he didn't even know where he was. So the islands that he landed, and that's why he called us Indians. I know there's all kinds of other BS stories associated with Indios and all that. No, he thought those people that he encountered and then abused, murdered, raped, uh, enslaved, mutilated, uh, that they were um, from Indonesia. He thought they were the, the, the East Indies. And of course, they would ultimately call those islands the West Indies because they were west of Europe. They they weren't east of Europe. Um, So he didn't discover America. He actually never, in in his multiple voyages, never stepped foot on what would consider the the major continents of the Western Hemisphere. He just didn't. And he certainly never made it to what would be called North America. You know, so when the United States names cities and and uh, the capital of the of the United States, District of Columbia, when they name universities and cities and counties and you know create streets and you know circles, squares, and everything else in, in all of these major cities in his name, it, it has no true representation of Columbus and his impact on North America. The only impact that it really had was that he began what would be this search for these new lands after he landed in the Caribbean. And and of course, his biggest contribution to the world was a new level of genocide that would be committed and started by his own hand uh, on indigenous people in the in the Western Hemisphere. I mean, they were already doing it in Africa. 
Europe was, meaning when I say they. And it was already condoned by the Catholic Church 50 years before Columbus even made it to, uh, to the Caribbean, or what would be called the Caribbean. But he never, he, he had nothing to do with North America. Nothing, nothing to do with North America, ever. And so this, the sense that they, they try to attribute his, you know, his brave historic voyage. Look, the guy was trying to make money. He was trying to find a, a shorter trade route so he could make a bunch of money by, by swindling out of, uh, out of Asia the goods that were popular in Europe. That's the bottom line. And this notion that Cuomo tries to make, that, 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 that Columbus is a symbol of Italian-American heritage, is just complete bullshit. I mean, there's no other way... I mean, you can't even... You can't even manipulate history without outright lying to come up with, with that notion. I mean, he sailed for Spain. Italy in 1492 wasn't even a country. It was Italia was a region. It was the peninsula where he was from, Genoa, wasn't even considered a part. It isn't part of the peninsula, so it's not even considered part of the Italian peninsula. In 1492, there was there was a collection of independent regions in what is now called Italy so he wasn't he, he wasn't the bastion of Italian culture and obviously he didn't bring Italian culture even to the even to the Caribbean where he went he brought the the closest thing to Italian culture he bought, brought was this idea of Christendom uh, associated with the, with the Vatican which was in Rome but it wasn't Italian heritage it was it was Catholic oppression and of course being uh, performed by by Spain and and the conquistadors, it wasn't something that he was uh, he wasn't bringing Italian heritage to the to the Western Hemisphere. He had nothing to do with Italian heritage, and in fact, he didn't have Italian heritage. He had Genoan, um, uh, maybe some uh, some some background because that's where he was from. But this was a guy who was who you know was basically nomadic throughout uh, throughout Europe. He had no sense of nationality to to Italy or uh, you know or you know or, or any of any country in particular. Anybody who's willing to to fund his next voyage, that's that's who he was loyal to. So to hear Andrew Cuomo or anybody else, I mean, you know, the folks in New York City around Columbus Circle, the, this bunch of morons, you know, uh, trying to protect the Columbus statue in, in uh, Columbus Square in Philadelphia. The, the Italian-American community in Western New York trying to protect uh, the Columbus statues in, in Buffalo. And, of course, one of the most racist statues is actually in Syracuse, New York. That one actually has um, Native people depicted on the statue in, in a way that either has us paying him, like, tribute. And I don't mean in the slave sense the way he, the way he actually, the way history really represented it. Or, or, or the way it's re really happened in history, but like we were like, and and it looks like us. It looks like uh, doesn't look like Caribbean natives. It looks like us. It looks like Iroquois, Haudenosaunee, Ongwenwe that are groveling at the feet of Columbus. I mean, it is the most condescending, racist uh, monument you could have. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a Columbus statue with these bronze plaques that have these images. It's got carved into the marble uh, monument post on four directions, uh, a native face. It's, it's, it's just sickening. I mean, there's no question that when these monuments were, were created, they made a specific connection between Columbus and the native people who he ultimately killed and oppressed. And, and again, would begin the, the over 500, five century, uh, Genocide that, that Native people are still experiencing today. And I say we're still experiencing it today because the moronic com comments that come from a guy like Andrew Cuomo over the subject just served the, the, this ignorance that is promoted. So it's willful ignorance because it's, it's being done on purpose is contributes to the genocide that we're still experiencing. You know, and, the, and, the, and I gotta say the fact that the Black Lives Matter um, footprint that was that has been stomped 
I, I, into, into so many cities because of this, the latest killing and, and actually killings uh, by of police, uh, killing of black men by police. And even the, the situation in New York with the, with the white woman trying to weaponize the race of a black man telling her she should leash her dog. Um, they just add to all this. But the fact that the Black Lives Matter movement has gained so much support and even feigned support from guys like Andrew Cuomo and, and, and some of the other people on the left. And then in the midst of this, not just Native people, but others said, you know what, this is a good time to combine the Black Lives Matter movement, this fight over uh, uh, Confederate monuments, and take a real shot at Columbus. And I'll tell you, there's not a Columbus statue standing in a city in the United States, or, and maybe even the world, that, right t- that today is not at risk. And more are coming down. I mean, I don't know. I know at least three have come down. I didn't check the, uh, the, the newsreels today. But I know more Columbus statues are coming down. I mean, they, they're just coming down. And, <clears throat> and every, lead, every city mayor, every governor... Um, is being faced with this with this question, and when they fail in the response, the way Andrew Cuomo has on this thing, because again, how do you how do you take a position against Confederate monuments, which you should, because they misrepresent history too, and I don't even want to get into that whole debate. Let's just let, let's just call it what it is. All of the Confederate monuments are supporting um, a, a treason that was committed against the United States. In the, uh, by the South because they wanted to keep their slaves. Bottom line. I mean, people talk about sla- states' rights and all that other stuff. And, and look, the, the North wasn't exactly, uh, including you know, Abraham Lincoln, they, it's not like they loved black people. They didn't. They, they still thought Lincoln, if he had his way, he would have only freed the slaves to, to send them back to Africa. He, he, had, he did not want black people mingling with white people. I mean, so anybody who thinks that that you know that that Lincoln was his hero, I mean, again, I got to remind people that Lincoln signed the execution order for the Dakota Thirty Eight um, plus two that would be uh, hanged later, um, and that ex- the initial execution in Mankato, Minnesota, would take place the day after Christmas, a week before he stood up to his podium in Washington D.C to uh, make his emancipation proclamation. Um, we, as Native people, do not view any of the presidents of the United States. That's why we call them Ronald of the Gaius, because we don't view any of them favorably. Now, everybody who wants to rave about Kennedy, hell, Kennedy flooded out 10,000 acres or condemned 10,000 acres of Seneca land because he needed to win Pennsylvania and said, well, if I'm going to put up a dam to to protect Pittsburgh, we'll, we'll just condemn a bunch of Seneca land because they don't vote anyway. <laughs> so, so he threw Seneca's under a bus. So, no, none of these guys on the left have ever been fair to Native people. And they really haven't been fair to black people either. You know, they, they've gone through the motions and, you know, they've, they've done some things that people can look as, at, at as progress, but... Um, at the end of the day, they're always pulling. They're always pulling back. They're always pulling back, and, they're, and nothing is ever done in American history that is ever done at, um, with the intent to make a problem right. It's only to, you know, to suppress the problem, and, and that's what we've seen on both the left and the right. But when I hear Andrew Cuomo in particular, and this is a guy, by the way, who's a little sensitive about the, the mafia um, analogies that are used. Any, anytime uh, you know that people make a direct connection between any Italian American and the mafia, I gotta tell you, the mafia has more symbolism to Italian American heritage than than Columbus does. But Cuomo's real sensitive about the mafia stuff. But he has no problem propping up and continuing to support this notion of a of, of a rapist, a murderer, a an opportunist. And a very unskilled navigator when it comes down to it. I mean, he was on the verge of mutiny. He actually got sent back to, to Europe on one of his trips back in chains because they, they mutinied against him. This guy was not any of the things that, that have been represented in history uh, about his virtue. It's all bullshit. 
And the you know this idea that Italian Americans, the, uh, Italians living in New York, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Syracuse, I mean, and any of these cities, need this guy of of all Italians in history, this guy who has no connection to the United States and or any territory ever claimed by the United States. I mean, the the, the idea that, that this is I mean, there are notable Italians in history. I mean, Da Vinci. I mean, Galileo. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people you could you you could consider. You know, if you wanted to try to heroize your ethnicity through an individual, which again is pretty pathetic. I mean, it, it is pretty pathetic because any every statue ever created has been done with some twisted intent to misrepresent to prop up to you know to embellish history and the mere production of these statues and I don't care if you're talking about Rushmore or the the white guys making the 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 the, uh, the crazy horse statue that's not our way native people don't do that look we don't even put a face on a corn husk doll let alone try to create these monuments to uh you know to to our our so-called heroes that's just not what we do. It, it really is a white person thing. And I'm not saying others haven't adopted it, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of a, it is really kind of a twisted concept. This idea that you're going to try to immortalize somebody, individuals with their, with, with an image that oftentimes isn't even a correct image. I mean, look, look what they did with Jesus. They turned him into a white guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, every church has, has a white Jesus hanging in it. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, again, the revisionist history that is associated with these things, get over it for crying out loud. Get over it. It, it is pathetic. And, and yet you will let this be the center of conflict at a time when there's plenty of conflict already you got COVID-19 stuff oh and by the way congratulations United States you're you're no longer flattening the curve you're you're pumping it back up I, I look at these cities and and um uh, and states I mean California's you know been banging out about 3,000 new cases a, a day you've got places like North Carolina banging out you know between 14 and 1500 new cases a day so even so you got COVID-19 that is not even close to being over yet. And in fact, the, again, the curves are going the other way. Uh, even as more and more states are opening up more of their, their commerce. And, look, and I'm not even suggesting that the whole process, you know, associated with COVID-19 was a great process. But it ain't going away. And then we get into this major conflict over race issues because of the murder of you know uh, the the I mean the the killing by hand uh, or knee uh, of a, of, a, of a black man by by a Minneapolis police officer with three other police officers assisting, so we and and it launches finally it ends up being the straw that breaks the camel's back that that gets people even even white people protesting across the world and. In every one of these cases, although George Floyd, the the, the murdered individual in, in Minnesota, is being propped up and, and being honored by this, they're all bringing it home. They're all saying, we have it here, too. Our police are militarized. Our police are abusive. Our police are uh, abusing, you know, uh, violence and uh, and doing terrible things to our, to our people. <clears throat> and the crazy part is, these these protests erupt, protesting police violence, and the answer that governors, mayors, and police departments all over the United States are well. Let's be more violent. Let's let's nail these people on the street. Let's shoot them with rubber bullets at point blank range. Let's use you know concussion grenades and tear gas canisters and pepper spray and pepper you know um, uh, what do they call the the like the paintball guns with the pepper. Pellets, anyway, pepper, pepper, pepper spray pellets. I think they're called pepper balls. Pepper balls? Okay, pepper balls. You know, then, then you get morons like Bill Barr, the the U.S. Attorney General, suggesting that pepper spray is not a chemical agent. I don't know if the guy thinks that they're throwing jalapenos at people. I don't know what the hell the guy thinks, but this isn't 
pepper from your pepper shaker. This this is these this is <laughs> pepper extract extract that is intended to cause blindness, temporary blindness, severe eye irritation, severe lung irritation at a time that a a, a viral a respiratory infection is going around. Good call on that one, you guys. And by the way, chemical agents, including tear gas and pepper spray, are banned as a, a military weapon. Only countries who, who will use it on their own people is it legal. You can't take tear gas and pepper spray into a foreign war. Otherwise, you know, you'll be brought up on, on charges in Geneva. But you can you can spray the crap out of of, out of people that you know other countries or that you can claim as your own. I mean, it, it's absurd. Hey, we're at the bottom of the hour, so we'll take a break and we'll come uh, come back. We got more. I got I got to go through some of this stuff because again, at some point, the debate over monuments over Christopher Columbus statues really does come down to racism. And I know what some people. Oh, I knew he was gonna play the race card. Can't help it. I mean, you gotta call it what it is. I mean, when when police departments are murdering black people, it, racism is is the reason. When you've got this debate over mon, you know, Confederate monuments, uh, it's it's a racism issue. And when you've got a debate over you know Columbus statues, it's those who want to advocate to to keep Columbus statues and to keep misrepresenting history are doing it. Purely out of racism. All right, we'll take a break and we'll come back. This is John Gain. This is Let's Talk Native. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Let me uh, thank my sponsors first. I want to thank Ross and Holly John and the RJE family of businesses, Eric White and ERW Enterprises, and the folks at Grand River Enterprises and Native Wholesale Supply. And of course, I also want to thank the few individuals who, on occasion, will will drop a check in the mail. Cindy and uh, VJ and and, and others. Uh, uh, Tony, uh, you know, to name a few friends here that uh, that take the time and their personal resources to throw a check in the mail every once in a while and and, and it helps look we're always trying to upgrade uh m- many may see you may be seeing that our video is changing a little bit we're using an open broadcast system now um we're going to add cameras as we go again as our resources allow and those who contribute to the show enable us to do that so uh, again uh, appreciate your support um i also pre- appreciate those of you who watch the show comment on the show i'm looking at some of the comments during the break here um those of you who who share the show whether you share it on facebook or whether you share it on you know, twitter or youtube however you do it um the podcast uh greatly appreciate it i i want to thank you you know I, I can't thank you enough put it that way so um look I, a couple things that have to be said it, it's not a stretch to throw the columbus monument issue in with the um, the Confederate monuments, because you know the the real angst over the um, uh, Confederate monuments is the idea that the South was fighting for slavery. That's what they were fighting for, and and so you can't separate the Confederate flag or Robert E. Lee or anybody else. So look, for and you know it's it, this one's hard to document or hard to you know to verify. Among the few things that we know as as Ongwe Ongwe is that um, our people got sucked into the Civil War as well. And one of the most prominent Senecas of the time was Ely Parker, who served with with um, with Grant. He was actually studying to be a lawyer, lawyer, although he couldn't be a lawyer because he was native and natives weren't allowed to be. He was Seneca, and Senecas couldn't be lawyers; they were forbidden. <clears throat> Same pro, uh, prohibitions. That black people experience over things like education and professions, yeah, native people went through the same stuff. Um, but in spite of that, he he dedicated a significant portion of his life <clears throat> and effort and jeopardized his life in fighting for the North. But he wrote the um, sur- the terms of surrender for 
Lee to sign. And the story as it goes is that Lee would not sign the uh, surrender uh, treaty um, with, uh, with Parker in the room. And the quote that, that I was told was that he said, I will not sign these papers with that nigger in the room. Now, I know, and, and you know, people can, you know, I, I encourage people to look it up. I encourage people to, to research this, but that's the way the story has been told to me, was that Lee looked at Ely Parker, not as a Native person, but as just an, another black man that he would not um, dignify um, enough to let be in the room as he was signing a surrender, as he was hanging his head in shame, lucky not to be executed for treason and all this other stuff, but um, he was going to stand on his racist principles. And they've got high schools and stadiums, all kinds of stuff named highways. I mean, it's, you know, counties <laughs> across the South named after this guy. But the reason I say it, it's not a stretch to, to lump Columbus in there, it has to be remembered that the first transatlantic slave ships were Columbus's. No, he wasn't bringing necessarily black people from Africa to the Caribbean. He was bringing native people back to Europe to be enslaved. And he was taking orders. In fact, he if you check out my video, Columbus in his own words, you'll uh, I used some of his own entries into his um journal and some of you know other uh, writings from his contemporaries where he suggested that the the 9 and 10 year olds were popular. The 9 and 10 year old girls were popular back in uh, you know back in Europe. I mean, this is he peddled in sex the sex slave trade act. I mean, and and child sex slave uh, slavery. I mean, so the first transatlantic. I mean, Europe was already um, taking slaves from Africa, but that wasn't transatlantic. Transatlantic is the, is the ships going across the Atlantic with slaves in them, and the first ones were, were native people which were black enough as far as Europe was concerned. And it would begin replenishing the, the slaves that they were, or the native people they were killing. They, they had to bring in black slaves from Africa to get the labor to produce everything from sugar and cotton and, and all these other things, that, uh, that you, uh, tobacco, uh, all of it. You know, and it's also got to be noted, and, and I think, thank the folks for the comments, <laughs> The hypocrisy even in the uh, between the North and the South over slavery. The North had slaves. New Jersey was the last state in the North to sign the amendment, um, the Fourteenth Amendment, that that would, you know, essentially end, or, or, or I mean, the the, the law to, to end slavery, and then the Fourteenth Amendment that would grant citizenship to uh, you know to former slaves and to black people. <clears throat> New Jersey was against it. Also, the big cities of the north, they were still paying slave wages to, and you know who? Italian immigrants, Irish immigrants. You know, you know when I was a kid in, in, in high school, we had to read the book, I think it was called The Jungle. It was about the atrocities that took place in meatpacking facilities. Yeah, you know, the same, same kind of ones that are being uh, considered the super spreaders of COVID-19. And they talked about the unsanitary conditions, the the abusive uh, again the the slavery essentially the the the, the uh, slavery through poverty i guess <clears throat> that immigrants to the united states suffered at the hands of these major corporations even the, in the big cities not just in the in the fields you know the plantations of of the south but in in the north working in these uh, you know not in in their agriculture industry as well but also in the textile industry I mean, that was a big... So there was cotton... There were slaves in the cotton fields, but there were slaves in the textile plants up in, up in the north and meatpacking and, and all, all that other stuff. I mean, and this is the history that people don't want to talk about. You know, and, and then the fact that the United States, you know, a half a million people lost their lives in the Civil War fighting over the right for the South to have slaves or, or, and, and the North opposing it, I guess. <clears throat> so the... The truth of it is never represented. And when I hear people say, no, this is about, you know, Southern heritage and pride. Yeah, pride in your racism. You know, pride in your, in your, your bigotry. I mean, that's what, 
that's the pride that, that is demonstrated by the South with these, uh, with these flags and these monuments. But again, the, the fact that the Columbus statue fits in with this debate is because Columbus too was involved in slavery. I mean, it was hundreds of years before the South would, uh, um, would, would uh, and the South would create their entire economy based on slave labor, which benefited the North, by the way. I mean, it, you, you, you have to put these things into, into the, its proper context. And, and there is no question that Christopher Columbus was involved in, um, again, the Sex Slave Trade Act. I mean, uh, the sex slave trade, I should say. The child sex slave trade. <clears throat> um, paying his men in, uh, with, with women you know, to, to be raped. And in fact, and I've mentioned this a couple of times on previous shows, when, and anytime people talk about the diseases, you know, here we are with another uh, disease brought to the United States by Europe, by the way. You can call it the Chinese uh, virus all you want, but as far as most of the infections that came to the United States, it came from, uh, from Europe, by the way. Just saying. Um, but most of the, the, the initial diseases that came to indigenous people were the ones that came um, sexually transmitted diseases. They were the, the venereal diseases. Why? Because these men were not these pious religious leaders. Oh, yeah, they planted their flag and carried their crosses and all that other stuff. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys with white hoods that do the same thing. But, yeah, th- these, these guys were, were deviants. I mean, they were just, you know, a few dollars short of being pirates for all intents and purposes. And they, they raped and they pillaged, and that's what they did. You know, I, I still advise people, if you want to see a movie that kind of demonstrates what it must have really been like, um, for the indigenous people when Columbus landed, uh, even the rain. It's it it is it remains one of my favorite movies. It's a Spanish speaking film, so you got to read subtitles. But it it really does capture. Um, it's a and it's a strange plot because it's a movie about making a movie about the true Columbus. But I, I do advise that you that you you know just like I tell you to, to check out our video on Columbus, check out this movie, um, even the rain. It, it it's pretty enlightening. And and again, let's not skip over the fact that some of the heinous crimes that Columbus and his men were responsible for, they murdered um, women and children. They fed babies to their attack dogs. The, the very dogs they were using to, to attack and to run down escaped slaves, the native people that they enslaved, they would feed babies to them. Native babies to them. Now, I, look, I know this sounds terrible, but let's tell the truth about Columbus. And if you know the truth, then how could you have a, a, a statue of him, you know, you're being heroized in your city when you know what the guy did? There were, there were these, in these Caribbean islands, there was suicide being committed. And that was a, a concept that was, completely unknown to native people but they people were not only killing themselves throwing themselves off of cliffs but they were throwing their own babies over these cliffs drowning them because they didn't want their babies being ripped apart i mean i know as you think about it well what difference if your baby's dead is your baby's dead but no these mothers did not want their they would rather have their babies die with a sound body than to be ripped apart by these dogs and then the mockery that Columbus and his men uh, performed, even related to the church, they used to um, either hang or hang and burn or crucify and burn native people 13 at a time to represent the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and his 12 apostles. They would actually name them uh, and give them the, the apostles' names as they were as they were murdering them. And these weren't religious sacraments. These were this was mockery of the very religion that they claimed to be, you know, that their bishops and, and such were claiming to spread. Now I'm sorry. If this is tough to hear, that's too goddamn bad. Then you get over it. Because this is the true history. And don't tell me to get over the history as you're propping up uh, statues of these of, of these heinous creatures all over the all over the world. It's like the statues of King Leopold. This is a guy 
you know, the king of um, Denmark. That I mean, what what he did to the Congolese, and yet everybody's everybody's supposed to sit back while and and not touch these monuments. Oh yeah, the, the United States had no problem creating this staged scenario when they toppled the the statue, the bronze statue of Saddam Hussein. They actually set it up. They actually set up the perimeter for the for the filming. Oh yeah, we're going to stage this. You know, you know, make it sound like the we've liberated. You know, uh, the uh, you know Iraq, and they want to top. No, you set the whole damn thing up. Well, I'll tell you what. If the U.S. military can get, can be involved in toppling the Saddam Hussein uh, statues, then they should stand back as as we topple the Columbus statues. And you know what? I hope the one, you know, the ones in Buffalo go down. I hope the one in Syracuse go down. And I hope more than anything, that giant monument at Columbus Circle in New York City gets taken down. And I'll be, I'll be among the first people to applaud it when it happens. Now, I don't care that uh, you know, you can blame me all you want, but but look, these are these are statues that are misrepresenting history. They are misrepresenting the genocide. And it's absurd to suggest that these statues can symbolize anything that is virtuous. And to, to all of you Italian-Americans, for one thing, if being Italian was so freaking great, then why the hell are you, aren't you back in Italy? I mean, when I, when I hear these people that want to uh, promote this stuff, I mean, I see these, these morons up in this neck of the woods flying confederate flags if you got so much southern pride then why the hell aren't you down in the south not that i want to send these morons down there to you know for for native people or people of color have to deal with them down there but this is the absurdity of all of all of this look i said it before i'm not opposed to rioting i'm not even opposed to looting i saw this one video of this uh, of this girl who says you know, why the hell should I give a damn about the, the Hall of Fame, the Football Hall of Fame? That's, a, that's you know, real close to racism and, or, or slavery right there. Well-paid slaves, I, I might add, but still. But why should I give a damn about Target? He goes, we don't own Target. These things are in our neighborhood that take money away from us. Look, they don't own the liquor stores. They don't own the corner stores. So if in the midst of standing up for all of this in, injustice... If that anger boils over into, into you know, break, breaking a few windows and, you know, torching a few buildings, I personally, I'm okay with it. I know people say, oh, how can you support rioting? Because this isn't just a demonstration. This isn't just a protest. This is an attempt at change. And you know what change is? You, you know what they call that when you try to make big changes? They call it a revolution. And revolutions aren't pretty. But you know what? Democracy isn't pretty either. And I'll tell you what's wrong with democracy. Because if you believe that the majority is always right, then you're a moron. Because the majority isn't always right. The majority supported slavery. Granted, it was the majority of white people. But all of this so-called democracy where... You know, the other analogy to democracy is mob rule. The biggest mob rules. That's what it is. I mean, and it doesn't have to be big by much. I mean, hell, Donald Trump, you know, and and the Republicans manipulate the system enough that they can win the presidency without even winning the popular vote. Yeah, that's some democracy. But the idea that people will suggest, well, let's put it to a vote. Should mascots be removed? No, let's not put it to a vote. Because native mascots are racist. And it doesn't matter how many white people like it, it's still wrong. Slavery was still wrong. Genocide is still wrong. It doesn't matter how popular, it doesn't matter how many presidents supported it. It doesn't matter how many, you know, congressmen supported it, how many senators, it doesn't matter how many on the right, how many on the left. It, what's, it's wrong. And it doesn't matter if you put it to a vote and have a referendum on, on what the majority should be able to do to, to a smaller group of people. Because as a native pair, people who had our numbers and they use words like depopulation which is a you know a a nice word for murder the idea that our numbers have been reduced to where we represent less than you know seven tenths of one percent 
of the of the U.S. population. This we were a hundred percent of the population on these on these continents, and now we our numbers are so small that we are insignificant in this notion of democracy. We're not a big, we're not a large enough number of people. Even if we participated in the so-called democracy, which is a joke and a and a, a sham. I mean, so when I when I hear somebody say, "Oh, look, we've got a native congresswoman," no, we don't. You have a native congresswoman. They have a, a native congresswoman because we didn't vote for her. She got voted in by white people, and and she's passing laws. And and if we think for a second that. Congress can pass laws for us and then reject the notion that they not only can legislate for us, but, they, but then they can't legislate over us? You can't have that both ways. I mean, and of course, and that's another show. But look, black people only represent about 13% of the U.S. population. Uh, however you characterize um, the indigenous people who have Spanish influence or, or been Latinized as a, as my friend had posted here. Cause I know there's a, a lot of debate on what to call, um, a Spanish, you know, some of the more Spanish speaking indigenous people, Latina, Latinx, Hispanic. I, you know, I call them indigenous people, but even some of them don't want to necessarily be that closely associated with us because our numbers are small and their numbers are big compared to other people, uh, who are non-white. But white people are still 53% of, of the U.S. population. I know people are saying, well, it's only going to be another decade or so before white people are no longer the, the uh, no, no longer the majority. But the, all that means is that they, are, they will, as a percentage of the population, fall below 50%. They will still be three times more than any other group of people. And, and you can't just assume that all of us people who are not white can be lumped together in some, you know, kumbaya moment of, uh, of utopian unity. No, that doesn't happen. It's it's hard to get any group of people of no matter how much alike we are, even within our own groups. So look, native people. I'm not, I said it before, and I'll say it again. If you poll the native people who do consider themselves Americans, I'm not one of them. If you do poll those people, you're going to find that they're, they're split right down the same lines as white people, whether they're right or left, whether they're Republican or Democrat. If you want, if you want to look at the Americanized, the assimilated Native people, you're going to find that that, that assimilation has them right, cut down the same line. There's probably just as many Republican Natives as there are Democrat Natives. So we're not on the same page. We're not together on, uh, on these issues. I mean, look, there are Native people who support Trump. Go to Oklahoma. It isn't just the white people that support Trump. It's, 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 there's plenty of Native people who do. Go to, go to Navajo Territory. There's a bunch of people down there that support Trump. I'm not saying the majority, but anybody who thinks that Native people are, that we're all bleeding heart liberals, I don't even fit into their category. They're boxes of left and right, Republican or Democrat. In fact, I condemn both the left and the right, both Democrats and Republicans. I mean, I, I didn't even weigh in on Trump because, you know, that's almost a wasted conversation. But as people started to heroize Andrew Cuomo through COVID-19 and, and this pandemic, he was a bloody failure in this damn thing, too. And now his racist comments that now seem to be creeping out because of this, this Columbus statue, that's, that's more telling of who he is. So all you people say, well, you know, I kind of like Andrew Cuomo the way he condemned Donald Trump. I don't give a crap if he condemns Donald Trump. Anybody can do that. What are you doing by your, uh, what example are you setting? Uh, well, as far as I'm concerned, between the battle of the Senecas they're going through with, uh, with, with Andrew Cuomo over gaming and revenue and, and, and a host of other things, the, the, his, his, you know, narcissistic attempt at control of our economy, it's it's racist, and and he couldn't have demonstrated his racial bias anymore in his comments about Columbus being a symbol of Italian American heritage. Give me a freaking break! Get over it. it I it, I don't know what else to, you know 
what else to say say about it but and if you want but again if you want to see how this the columbus statue turns into a racist issue you, you know you only got to look at the uh, the stories associated with philadelphia and and columbus square down there you got a bunch of racist white boys trying to protect columbus like like they like columbus had any connection to them they're probably not even italians right now <laughs> of course neither was the columbus so what you know what the hell difference does that make but you see it and and you you hear it out of both the right and the left i mean you're not going to get do you think byron brown the the black mayor of buffalo is going to support taking a columbus statue down hell no and and again this gets back to the problem with democracy because they don't want to lose Italian votes. Because there's more Italians that vote than Native people who do. There's more Italian Americans that uh, you know that they want to be beholding to than any of us who who think that you know justice and and true history. If you're going to teach the history, if you're going to teach little kids about Christopher Columbus, then you better find the appropriate age to tell them the truth about it. Because it ain't pretty, folks. It just ain't pretty. All right, hey. I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. Um, the COVID numbers keep rising. Rising. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll visit some of those numbers when we come back here, uh, back here on Tuesday. Again, thank you guys for listening, checking our videos, and thank I thank you for checking out our New York show. Um, Regan DeLoggins, my co-host on uh, Let's Talk on WBAI. Man, she's right in the thick of it. I, I encourage you to check out some of the videos that we've posted. Jake did a good job uh, cleaning up one video and, and putting it uh, together with another. I, put, I posted it on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, uh, Regan getting knocked on, knocked on her ass uh, in New York City by, you know, some, again, racist, you know, uh, thug in a, in a New York City police, uh, in a New York police uniform. Uh, but so anyway, check it out. I appreciate you guys checking out the show, and uh, by all means, share them. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Nyawe. Rivers run dry, dust breaths in the air. Two dark days, do you have a tear to spare? Make a promise, the world awaits It's heavy, just breathing through this debate Start up, come on, start up Yeah.